Nations, welcome to Are You New, a podcast about eye-opening, testing, and maybe a little funny first. I'm Stephanie Brumel, and I'm here with my co-host, Kalkinani Jamo, and we have one of my closest friends in all the world, Sapna, here with us, who was just, mind you, laughing at our theme song. <laughs> Y'all. The theme song's all about groovy tunes, grooviness, <laughs> Thank you. Of, uh, fabulousness. Yeah, it was really snazzy. I liked it. <laughs> Didn't you feel like you were like on a rollerblade? Like, yeah, and just <laughs> exactly. Roller coaster or rollerblade vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a throwback. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we have her t- here today. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And for trekking to Brooklyn. She doesn't like to cross the bridges that leave Manhattan. It was quite the trek. On the In her defense, the weekend trains are trash. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but at least we're not on the L. That's true. Yeah. Okay, and today's topic is going to be... <sighs> First time you were faced with your your own mortality, mm-hmm. but we before we delve into that lovely and uh, exciting topic, <laughs> it's time for hot seat questions. questions. Hot seat, hot seat. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> hot questions are just a way for our listeners to get to know you, for them to get to know us, and for us all to get to know each other. Cool. I'm not nervous at all. Let's go. <laughs> no, she's, she's chilling. <laughs> I'll start us off. Um, if you went to Hogwarts, what house would you be sorted into? Oh, I know this one. Ravenclaw. Uh, Ravenclaws are like the nerds. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? Because I like I knew that like you we, you took the test, the Pottermore test. Yeah. Which is the only legitimate test, y'all. Like, just don't be out here taking random BuzzFeed tests. I took the test two weeks ago. What were you? I got Hogwarts. I mean, no. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Dear humans, oh somebody did not read the Harry Potter books. Judge her. Please flood our social media oh sites to gosh. shame her. No, shame, my goodness. Shame. I am so sorry. <laughs> speak anymore because I feel like I'm just gonna say the wrong thing again. No, you're not. Oh god. You got no yes. I'm not gonna say it. Yes. Yes. Hogwarts is still on the tip of my tongue. I'm not gonna say it. She got Gryffindor. Oh, really? Gosh. That's impressive. <laughs> but like shut up with Hufflepuff with her statements just like oh, yeah. that. Yeah that's what I thought I was gonna get. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. And then I didn't go. I have, <laughs> I have gotten Hufflepuff one time, but I've taken it like four times, and every other time it's been Ravenclaw. Oh, so I have a little bit of Hufflepuff in me. I've only taken it that one time where everyone's surrounding me. It was like, a, it, w- it became like a watch party of me taking the test because everyone thought I was going to get Slytherin. Yeah. I mean, I that's Ravenclaw. the most realistic way to do it. Like, have a watch party. Everyone's watching. I think so. Trying to figure out what else. I was surprised. I thought I'd be Slytherin or Gryffindor. I didn't think I'd be Ravenclaw. You must have chosen all the book answers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like books. <laughs> book. I like books, but it's like, I failed algebra too, so balance? I don't know. <laughs> it's cool. Okay, let's move on to our next question. Ooh, this is hard. The top three meals you've ever had in your life. That's really hard. It is, because it's so important. Yeah. I think, I don't know if this is order. It doesn't three, matter. It doesn't matter the order. The ones that come to my mind are in Bombay, there's this, oh, crap, what's the name of the restaurant? Copper Kitchen, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they have this dish that I've never had before in my life, and I'm Indian, so it was like very new to me. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, it's called JLo. It's like, yogurt rice with like chicken so it's super like creamy and mm-hmm. like curry like but also yogurty so it's like fresher Ooh. i don't know it's like really like light and amazing and life-changing Ooh. and when i was in bombay i went there like three times a week just to have that one dish <laughs> um and let's see in thailand we went to 
Actually, there were a couple restaurants that had, because it's like their signature dish in Chiang Mai. It's called Khao Soi. Mm-hmm. And there was this one restaurant, I think it was called like Ginger House, something like that. They had the best Khao Soi. It's like a egg noodle in like a really, it's like a slightly sweet, like yellow curry. Ooh. It's amazing. Ooh. One of my favorite meals ever. And number three... It's gonna be cliche, but my my mom's chicken curry. Oh. She uses like a cashew powder in it somehow, and it makes it really like dense and creamy and amazing. Yeah. Wow, I'm surprised. No, nothing from Italy made it, but okay. <laughs> it's fine. No shade on Italy, but. Well, Italy, every single meal was amazing, but I don't have one, like, standout dish that I'm like, that was the best thing I've eaten. Like, everything was, like, baseline amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that does make it really hard to pick. Yeah. I think for me, like, the first time we went to Angelina's and that Amatriciani pasta was, like, such a life. It was so good. Oh, yeah. I ate an entire bowl. I died. 100%. I think that was what it... Oh, yeah. Okay. But that's it. Get me up there. Oh, the cevicheria in Cartagena. Oh crap, there's so That was so good. That was, that's one of my top five meals. That was so good. Yeah, I would say that's top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've had mine. You haven't had top five meals? No. <laughs> Stephanie. I or, haven't. Or do you not recognize them when they were presented to you? I mean, that's also possible. I don't know. I don't think like any meal has ever stood out to me enough to be like that's a top five meal. That's oh, really sad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Okay. Food is important, stuff. It is important. Like you should really enjoy it. I think for me, what makes it like I'm very much like a like the whole experience needs to be there, and maybe that's why I don't have a standout meal because it's like the food needs to be good, but I also need to be there with like great people. Interesting. And I haven't had that. One might be lacking. Or something like yeah what's right? missing you know what we'll figure this out mm-hmm. i've got a lot of and also <laughs> make it better we have to fix this <laughs> okay next question anyways <laughs> <laughs> what drink makes you feel frisky hey yeah <laughs> come on uh, inquiring minds want to know oh, what makes you feel wet <laughs> what, what what drink do you have a sip of and be like baby tonight's uh, the night or maybe it's just the drink that like you have and you're just like yes I'm feeling myself right now like you're like looking at yourself being like is it me (laughs) I'm on hot tamale looking back at yourself (laughs) do drinks have this effect on you I mean yeah you go to the bathroom and you're like looking at yourself in the mirror you're just like wow beautiful (laughs) yes girl work tell it tell it tell it I'm dying um what puts you in the mood Everyone has a drink that puts them in a mood, first of all. Is this a thing? I didn't, I was not aware. No, we've talked about What are yours? I don't know, I don't know what you said yours was, but we've talked about it. For me, tequila and wine. Well, yeah, alcohol will do that. <laughs> no, tequila and wine will make me feel like Like the combo of those frisky. two together? No, 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 no. Oh. Tequila and wine. Tequila or wine. Any drink that has tequila in it, then. It could be a margarita. Not shot, specifically. Oh. Mm. But I think, like, I don't know if it's because when I go into a wine set of having tequila, I'm already like, ooh. (laughs) Correlation versus correlation. Yeah. But tequila (laughs) makes me feel frisky. And red wine. I'm just like, ooh. Red wine makes me feel like I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. Just because, like, I'm a classic girl drinking my red wine. Like, (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. Because, like, yeah, because I, like, vodka does nothing. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, like, ooh, like, feeling myself or feeling any type of way. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm having a drink. Yeah. Hmm. What's yours? I feel like all the drinks hit me the same way. But <clears throat> I will say mojitos only because when I drink mojitos, I drink too many. <laughs> <laughs> mojitos are great. Yeah. Because, like, you're just like, oh, wow, this tastes so great. Like, let me keep going. And then you're like, well. <laughs> Perhaps we should have stopped to go. <laughs> but you know what? I'm feeling great. That's so great. Okay. Uh, let's see. What are some misconceptions do you think people might have about you or do have about you? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you. I'm thinking of the camera. We've never had this conversation. <laughs> Um, people tend to think that I think I'm better than them because I'm generally like very like shy and quiet, I think. So when I'm like in a group setting with people I don't know and I'm not talking, they interpret that as me being like unfriendly or like not interested in them when really it's just me being like socially anxious. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've like gotten better about that. Like in high school, it was a problem because I like literally didn't talk to anybody. But <laughs> no, like I, there's like I'm looking back at in high school and I don't remember a group conversation in which Sutna said anything in yeah. four years, and I was there every time she was like, yeah. Like I honestly don't understand what was going on. <laughs> I looked back and I was like, yeah, because I like recently found out there's these TV shows that like we all talked about, and I like re- she told me like she didn't watch the TV show, and I was like, but we used to talk about it all the time. She was like, yeah, but like not me. <laughs> Just I just stood there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't think that happens as much anymore. Yeah. So I guess that's good. She's turned into a beautiful social butterfly. Butterfly. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And last question. Ah. What do you associate most with your hometown? <laughs> Disclaimer, we all are, are from, from Germantown. Yeah. What's up? Depending. Dep- dep- depending. <laughs> depending on what you can, like, how you categorize your hometown. So, like, you know, some people are like, my hometown is, like, where I was born. Or, like, their hometown's, like, um. where they... Did the most of their growing up, that makes sense? Yeah. Cause yeah, because technically I have two hometowns since I was born in Bolsana in Ethiopia, but then it's like, I still categorize, I think, like Germantown as my hometown. Because that's where you did your growing up when you have the most memories from Yeah, that's where I made all my mistakes and lived my best life. Wait, that's a lie. I did nothing. What do you associate most? Yeah, what, like when you think Germantown, what do you think? Is it weird? I think like Shady Girl Hospital. <laughs> I think Rita's. Rio, Rio. I think Rio. Oh, actually. Yeah, that's me too. Rio's Gaithersburg, technically. That's it. <laughs> we claim it. We claim it. We did spend most of our weekends in Rio, which is fair. There was nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's I mean, than like most granted, times. yeah, Rio is actually really nice. Yeah, like it we're kind of nice. spoiled. You guys, uh, I'm sure you're confused when we're saying Rio. No, I said like y'all Brazil. went to Brazil every weekend, <laughs> which we did. Uh, alternatively, Rio's like this area that has like movies and little boutique stores and restaurants and it's like a shopping Barnes and Noble. Center. Yeah, it's like a shop. And then there's like a random man-made body of water <laughs> and a playground. I don't know. Like fish and ducks. Yeah, the ducks were great. It I was lit. It was ducks. And that was our entire like. Yeah, you would run into other people from school. Everyone was there Guaranteed. all of the time. Yeah, great times. I feel like I think of. The people like I think of my like family friend group growing up mm-hmm. that's like the people I spent the most time with and even now when I go back those are the people that I like see the most yeah so that's, now like whenever like I'm, whenever I'm like returning home I'm like that's what I associate it with it's like oh I'm gonna see, see like all my childhood friends yeah that's good that's a solid thing yeah, yeah. it's positive <laughs> home is nice hometowns are nice <laughs> well our hometown was pretty pretty chill you know it's getting really dangerous now? Speaking of scary, <laughs> quite <a> thing. <laughs> You're here to tell us about a time when you kind of came face to face with your own mortality. Um, do you want to tell us about it? Like what happened? Where what were happened? you? How old were you? The first time that I realized my own mortality <laughs> was when I was 18. I was, uh, it was winter break, freshman year of college. I was getting ready for a dance competition because I was on a dance team and practicing the dance, um, like in my house, just in front of my like bathroom mirror. Wait, that's on home? Okay. Why did I think that was on campus? Okay. No, it was at home during winter break. Um, 
and I was like home alone and I was dancing. It's like a very like upbeat dance style. So it was a lot of like jumping around and stuff. And the second I stopped the routine, um, I felt something hit my chest really hard mm-hmm. and I kind of like blacked out, like my vision went white oh, wow. and, um, my heart started racing. So I was like, Oh, like maybe I just like practiced like too hard that round. Let me like lie down. Uh-huh. Um, I tried to go downstairs to get a glass of water. And as I was going down the stairs, I realized I couldn't make it to the kitchen. So I like sat down on my sofa right next to my stairs and like lie down there for a little bit to try to catch my breath. And my, um, my heartbeat just wasn't slowing down and I was really confused. I was like, this isn't normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I eventually made it to get some water and luckily my mom was coming home early from work that day because I had a dentist appointment. So she came home like 10 minutes after this whole thing started and I told her, I was like, mom, like something's wrong my heart is still racing and I stopped dancing like 15 minutes ago and it's like still going way too fast and I can't breathe yeah and she was like oh that's really weird maybe it's like chest congestion or something we'll take you to the doctor after your dentist appointment yeah and I was like okay that sounds like a reasonable conclusion (laughs) (laughs) chest congestion yes that is a thing that could be right (laughs) so I legit went to the dentist I mean had my dentist (laughs) what's important here my mom my mom thought I was being overdramatic she's like you can breathe honey it's fine I fully understand I fully understand like I seem like I feel like as a parent like I would do the same thing where I'm like okay relax like you were just exercising like you you'll yeah exactly like Oh, you just you're just really out of shape. Like it's like, <laughs> you're 18 and like, you know, whatever. You should be in your prime, but clearly not. Clearly. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> Do better, basically. Um, yeah, so I went to the dentist, they like told me I need my wisdom teeth removed. I got x-rays. <laughs> Meanwhile, could not breathe. Um, we went to the doctor right after that and they like couldn't see me because I didn't have an appointment. They were like, oh, the office in Olney has an opening at 4 p.m. So you can drive to the Olney office and they'll see you there. <laughs> so we drove to Olney. <laughs> wow. Good. No, good on your mom because if it was me, I was like, she's not even dead. I will just go home and come back. I was like, mom, can we please go to the ER? Like, I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's fine. I'll go to Olney. <laughs> than like the actual hospital. <laughs> it's like a 30 minute drive. <laughs> she even was like right there. It's right there. Um, <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, and we're like on the way to Olney and while we were in the car um, to the doctor, I remember being like, mom, I'm going to faint. Like this is a done deal. Like I'm going to pass out right now. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's fine. We'll make it. We finally get to Olney. And the doctor like does a... Um, an EKG yeah where they like scan your heart yeah put the thing is on monitor yeah mm-hmm. and the doctor was like okay so your heart is beating like over twice as fast as it should and I have no idea why cool like it's not like an arrhythmia or anything where it's like irregular mm-hmm. it's just going way too fast it's working really hard and this has been like over an hour where the heart has been like overworking and she was like you could have a heart attack if this continues. So like you should go to the hospital because I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh my God. Yeah. So luckily the only doctor's office was in the same complex as a hospital. I forget the name of that hospital. Was it Suburban? No, wasn't Suburban in Bethesda? Yeah, I actually have no idea. That's, That's what right. it was called. Um, but so we drove around the corner because I couldn't walk. We drove around the corner to the hospital. Um, finally got to the ER and they did like, um, it's Montgomery General. Nice. Montgomery I think General. I think it's Montgomery General's out there. I believe you. <laughs> I know <laughs> I thought you just looked it up. Wow. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I passed it before, like a few times, but. Okay. Yeah, sure. So I was busy dying, so. Busy dying. Um, yeah, so finally went to the ER. They did a... CAT scan, which is when they like screen your lungs, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, took them 12 tries to get an IV in my arms. Oh, that was like no. the worst part. Oh my god, that was 
honestly that was like the worst part of that day because they were just like stabbing me like multiple times in my arms because I guess at that point my veins were even harder to find because oh the heart rate like the way your blood was pumping I guess I don't know I mean I naturally have like very hard to find veins and I guess they were in a hurry so they were just like not doing it well but it was really painful they ended up having to put it in the back of my hand I still have like a baby scar from that yeah um yeah so then they did that and finally the doctor comes in after like getting the results from that scan and he was like so you had a very large blood clot that traveled from your legs like while you were dancing got released from a vein in your leg traveled all the way up to your lungs and broke into two smaller pieces and if it hadn't broken into two pieces you would have died within seconds oh my god yeah so Jesus, <laughs> I'm still like, oh, that's so terrifying. Yeah, that statement is what stuck with me because, like, honestly, he didn't have to tell me that. Yeah, like he could have been like, <laughs> you yeah. have a blood clot. Yeah, split exactly. But he was like, yeah, this is like really serious. And then he was like, we don't want you to like move your legs at all. Like, if you need to go to the bathroom, you're gonna use a bedpan because we don't know if you have any other clots in your legs still. That could move up. And yeah, yeah and if any other Jesus. clots exist, then like we can't risk that because you could have like a stroke or something. Yeah. Um, so I was like bedridden and just like really confused. And luckily my mom was there and like keeping her cool because I was like obviously incredibly scared at that point. Yeah. Um, and they were like, we have to transport you to a different hospital because we don't know how to deal with these ty- types of cases here. Um, they were going to helicopter me to the DC hospital. I forget the name of that one, too. I'm so bad. The, George, the G- GW? There were no. a few down there. Um, um, it's usually, GW specializes in heart, that's why. Uh, it wasn't GW. It was some center. The word okay. center was in it. Washington Hospital Center. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to helicopter me, but it was like thunderstorming that day, which I'm kind of sad I didn't get to go in a helicopter. But <laughs> Meanwhile, she's More literally about to die. <laughs> she was <laughs> upset that she could not ride in a helicopter. <laughs> she was like, oh, I could die any second, but damn, I'm not even going to get a helicopter ride right out of this. <laughs> damn, you thunderstorm. <laughs> Who gave her the right? <laughs> It just, like, this was my one moment. <laughs> um, yeah, so they um, put me in an ambulance instead. And I actually distinctly remember the ambulance because the EMT guy who was driving me was really chill. And he was playing the new Drake album. <laughs> <laughs> so kind! <laughs> and it was, like, a very, like, mellow song. And I was like, this is, like, really soothing. And there, there was, like, a woman with me in the back of the ambulance, just make, monitoring my like blood pressure and stuff to make sure I was okay. And she was like, oh, they were playing the Drake music and you're like, your heart rate's like decreased. <laughs> no, like, shout out to Drake. Yeah. Drake. Drake saved my life. <laughs> For mellowing her out. He saves lives. <laughs> Literally. But it like had a calming effect on me. And like the ambulance, like the back of the ambulance was like really like dark and cool. And I was like, all right, I can relax. Like I'm okay. And my mom was, like, right behind following us uh-huh. in the hospital. Um, and then the rest of it, I was in the hospital for a week, I think, seven or eight days. Wow. And they put me on blood thinners for six months. I had to, like, have stomach, like, Lovenox injections in my stomach to oh, thin my blood yeah. for the first, like, two weeks. And every time that I traveled, because... I was still, I mean, obviously I couldn't dance. I didn't have lung capacity to dance anymore, which sucked. I couldn't, like, compete at all. But I I wanted to go with them to competitions. So every time I traveled with them for competitions, I had to, like, inject myself in my stomach, which was really painful. I would have had no friends. I'd be like, good luck on y'all's competition. You might not catch me on a plane. FaceTime me. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, and I couldn't eat. Oh, my God, that was the worst part. I, so... We had to avoid vitamin K because that's what encourages your blood to clot healthily. Yeah. Um, but since I had this issue, I didn't want any of my blood clotting stuff oh. to work. Yeah. Um, as they were thinning my blood to get rid of the clots in my lungs. So I couldn't eat any like 
green vegetables. And just, she, mind you, was a pescatarian at this time. Yeah. So. Um, Which in hindsight was dumb. I should have started eating meat then because my like diet wasn't as good, obviously. Just um, you didn't have the options of eating a lot of things. I couldn't eat um, like chickpeas either, which is the main base of my diet while I was pescatarian. Yeah. Because um, that has a lot of vitamin K in it too, apparently. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I think bananas have vitamin K in them. I'm pretty sure that's just completely random. I think bananas are fine. That was really random. <laughs> I don't know why. Bananas are cool. Bananas. bananas are our friends. Also, vitamin K is one of those really obscure vitamins that no one really like. Yeah, like I never think of freaking <laughs> vitamin K. Like that's not something I'm out here being like. You know what I need? I love vitamin K. Need some vitamin K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it's like in a lot of things. All the leafy greens are packed full of vitamin K. I only knew that because of you. Yeah. Like I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's wild. There's that. Fish, liver, meat, eggs, cereals. Oh, they contain smaller amounts. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say so it's like everything. What's that cool? I'm sorry. Yeah, it sucked. I like okay. how the part we're saying sorry about is like <laughs> the food. leafy green. It's not that I always Damn, say. sorry about the helicopter and those leafy greens. <laughs> well, I mean, like on top of all that has happened, she can't even have what she wants to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But that was like for six months of the like recovery process and now I'm fine. Well, okay, so they told me that um, obviously I was a very weird case because I was only 18 and usually this happens. It's called a pulmonary embolism when it hits your lungs and a stroke when it hits your brain. So pulmonary emboli- embolisms usually only happen when you're like really old yeah. and like have health problems. So mm-hmm. they were like, you probably have a rare genetic mutation that makes you prone to this because they tested my blood for literally everything they took like 19 vials of blood to test because they they were trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with me and they're like you came back negative for everything so we don't know why this happened to you that's so weird yeah yeah i was gonna ask like if anyone in your family has ever had like no any sort of yeah, there's no genetic no predisposition. My gosh. My brothers got tested too after this happened to me and they all came back negative too. So, so it was just really like really random. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. And they don't know what could have caused it, contributed to it. No, they think it's they literally were like, You have something that we haven't discovered yet because there's no other explanation. We don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever go back for like additional testing? Especially if you think it's something like rare that they've never See. No, they they didn't ask me to do anything like that. Um, they really just had me come back like one year after it happened to just make sure that my blood like ratios were healthy again. Um, but now I don't have to worry about it at all. It's really weird. Cause you don't? No. Well, some of the doctors were like, you should be careful when you're in like high risk situations like surgeries, um, long flights yeah pregnancy will be complicated for me I think according to this one doctor I'm not really sure but I always take precaution just in case like when I'm on a flight I like take baby aspirin dip in my blood a little bit yeah do you do the compression the compression socks um I don't just because they're really expensive they're like 40 dollars for socks I looked into it and I was like I'm uh, fine. Uh, I'll just no, walk I'll just die <laughs> Maybe at most like twenty bucks. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I'd be that's willing to pay twenty. So ridiculous. Do you know? Welcome to America. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like this one thing I need so I don't die. It's make it the most expensive. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but you can get away with just like as long as you get up and walk around every couple hours on a flight, you're fine. And like always move your legs. Like I'm always rotating my ankles and stuff. Yeah. To keep the blood flowing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I just, like, if I'm ever having a surgery, like, for my wisdom teeth surgery, I'm going to tell them that this happened to me. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to do anything about it, because it's, like, not really a concern anymore, but it's good for them to know that this happened. And that, are there, like, certain medications you can't take? Um, are there medications that quite? They tell me to stay away from hormones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's, like, a known thing to increase your, like... Like likelihood of getting a clot, so I can't be on birth control. What other medicine is there? Like that's like regular. That like pain meds are fine, right? 
Yeah, most pain meds thin your blood. Yeah, anything. Yeah, because like a, a lot, lot of them have Advil in your blood versus like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ibuprofen does. It can the blood. Ibuprofen and Advil are the same, I think. They may have. Yeah. That's just so. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of 18. Yeah. It was also, like, a freshman year. Co- do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm busy. I was trying to have, like, I was trying to do a thing. Yeah. Honestly, the worst part of it was the aftermath of those, like, six months of... Because I, like, we went to University of Maryland, and it's a huge campus. Yeah. And, like, I was living all the way north campus, and oh, all my classes yeah. were in the business school, which is the opposite side of campus. It's a literal 20-minute walk. Oh, no exaggeration. Yeah. I, think I would drive that. I'd be like, wow, people actually have to walk there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I didn't have lung capacity to walk, so I had to, like, get special see. notes. Oh. No. I had to, like, get special notes from the doctor and give to all my teachers to be like, this is why I'm late to class, because I had to, like, take breaks while walking to class um and like I had to go to the hospital like once a week so I missed all of my like college weekends that second semester I was just not there yeah and I also couldn't drink alcohol while I was on the medication obviously so it was just like I lost a year of college that like that year of like craziness that most people experience I didn't get that until like sophomore year I tried to make up for it (laughs) she did though she did it yay (laughs) she lived her life she was out here okay so then I think like going back to the start of it all when you first started experiencing the symptoms Mm -hmm. what did you think it was um, I think the scary part was that I had no idea what was happening what to me. Could it, okay. Did like, you ever consider, like, heart attack? No, because like that just seems, like, so, so... crazy. Maybe a panic attack, but the thing is, I was, like, dancing. Like, it wasn't like I was stressed out about anything. Um, it just felt like I had done something during that exercise that, like, Triggered. screwed up something in my body, and I had no idea what it could have been. Like, after... So when it first hit me, I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. Let me lie down. I thought I was just like dizzy or something. And then when it didn't go away after like 10 minutes, that's when like the real fear kicked in. Because I was like, I have no control over my breathing right now. Okay. Yeah. And then when they diagnosed you, were you, did you go into more like scared slash panic or did you, were you just like in shock? Honestly, I was really scared. Yeah. It wasn't really shock. It was just like, am I gonna die? Yeah, it was like, just like, like oh, we're doing this now. It was like it was like a holy shit moment, and then it was like, oh, so I'm not even in the clear. Like he was like, expressly like, do not move. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost like he made it worse. Yeah, I mean, I think he was being overdramatic in hindsight, but <laughs> like as a doctor, like if you see an 18 year old girl with this condition, like you would get freaked out too, I guess. I think also because they just had no idea how this happened. Yeah. yeah. They didn't offer any sort of security or like... Yeah, but no. I think they didn't have any to offer yeah. though. Yeah, and yeah. like when you're in the ER, like everything's like a, like a high-risk situation, I guess. So they're like in that mindset of like, oh, you're like really critical. Like we need to make sure nothing else happens, you know? So it was like a, a definite real risk that there were other clots in my body. So yeah. I, like, I appreciate him like making it sound serious because if I had moved and there was a clot, then yeah, I wouldn't be here right now. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Um, during those six months, did you do any sort of like extra research into it? Kind of like go down a WebMD rabbit hole? Um, or Mayo Clinic. Or Mayo Clinic, Because yeah. you, maybe you're classy like that. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't remember actually doing that. I researched the, like, specific medication that I was on. That's good. Um, Everyone should do that. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, I know that I have to, like, avoid certain foods and stuff. But, like, what is this actually doing to my body um, was, I feel like, important to know. But... Since it wasn't, like, all the doctors told me it was kind of, like, a freak accident thing. So yeah. I wasn't, like, concerned that this is, like, something I have to live with forever. It was just, like, how do I recover, mm-hmm. you know? Um, 
Yeah. I think I asked my sisters about your medication. My sisters are nurses. That's, that's why. I was like, uh, yeah, so this is what happened to her. This is what she, she's taking. What's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just, okay. And then I think like what, yeah, I think you kind of mentioned like the needles. Was there anything like else that like stands out as like the most frustrating part of that the experience? Like in the hospital or overall? Overall. Um, or maybe the, the, that first week in the hospital, that week in the hospital. Yeah, the first week, the week in the hospital was really weird for me. Like, as you know, I didn't tell anybody. Yes, I, I did not know. <laughs> I disappeared. I did not I just know. disappeared. Yeah. I, I planned with my, friend, with my friend Max that day. And I just like never responded to him. <laughs> um, I had texted her, and it was like days, and then I was like, "Oh, so we're doing this." <laughs> I was like, "I didn't want to be dramatic." <laughs> You're hospitalized. Yeah, I just want something serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like. I told my mom. I'm, I'm, my mom knew because she was with me. She told like my brothers. My brothers came and visited me. They were freaked out. Like, I put on the, like, strong face for them because I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to say it. Like, what was your family's reaction? My brothers, like, did not. They were, like, really scared, too, obviously. They came in and they, like, didn't know what to say. And yeah. I was just, like, I was trying to, like, lighten the mood and, like, joke around and be like, I'm okay. But this was also, like, the first day, I think, that they came to visit me. So I was, like, really tired. Like, really not okay. <laughs> yeah, really not okay. You've gone through a lot of steps. <laughs> and I still couldn't breathe, so. Yeah. <laughs> Pass out. Oh, yeah, they put me on Vicodin. Oh, it's so strong. Yeah, that was so weird. Strong. That was really weird. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you able to, like, stomach it? Like, were, were you okay? Yeah, I think it was, like, a low dose. But it just, like, made me feel really, like, warm. Were you like, this is low-key lit. If I can't have a helicopter, I'll yeah. have a mic in it. What's up? Dr. House MD. Yeah. I think I made a joke up. <laughs> Get me my cane. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she was in this exact spirit as she was sitting in the hospital after being told she can't move. In her mind, that's where she was. As- Mentally. No, the real MVP was my mom, though. She literally stayed with me the entire week. Like, I think wow. she went home once just to, like, grab clothes and come back. Yeah. Grab clothes, shower, and come back. Yeah. Otherwise, she was, like, she wasn't allowed to be there, but she was, like, adamant to the nurses. She's, like, I'm not leaving. I will sleep in this chair. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really When you were young. Shout yeah. out to Tanya and T. Yeah. <laughs> also, shout out to you for making the best try. I just want to say this in a public setting. <laughs> Tanya auntie makes the best try in town. That she does. No shade to any of the other aunties in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key shade. Low-key shade. <laughs> Stuff up your child game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that was like, yeah, that was one of my question, other questions. Like, who comforted you slash got you through the struggle? Yeah, 100% yeah. my mom. Aw. And, um... To the moms of the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the dads. And the dads, too. Like, dads are cool, but, like, I love my dad, but, like, when I'm Moms. sick, I want my mommy. Yeah. yeah. In those exact words. They're just, like, grown women, too. <laughs> I mean, moms are just on another level, you know? They get it. Yeah. They do. I mean, they and also, they, they bring you food. You. <laughs> yeah. They carry you, man. It's a special yeah, bond. They know. They know. Okay. How did that experience change you or your outlook on life like do you think you're different after that um i would like to say yes but i honestly i only feel like it's something that affects me when i think about it again okay like obviously the first like year afterwards was a lot of like i guess introspection um just because Usually when you're that young, you don't really think about the fact that you're mortal and could die like, end, yeah, at any moment. Yeah. Um, and I never thought of that as, like, a possibility of, like, me dying young. Like, I never imagined that was even, like, a thing. Yeah, greater than a 0% chance. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, like, 
suddenly be like, oh, I'm going to go, like, skydive and, like, travel the world and stuff like that. Like, I didn't have that kind of reaction to it. I was more just, like, I want to live more in the moment and, like, be more grateful and be more, like, connected to the people that I care about, stuff like that. But it wasn't, like, a revelation type thing that you hear most of the time is near-death experiences. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think that's, that's, like, a tempered way of dealing with it, I guess. Because, like, you don't want to be, like... I feel like being extreme from an experience like that may not be necessarily healthy. Yeah. But it's also... Because yeah. it's also, like, such... You are... You're 18. It's already such, like, a growth time. We're yeah. just in college, still very much, like, at the cusp of trying to be... To figure out what you like and value... So that was already kind of happening naturally. I yeah, guess. it was also like a like a freak accident in yeah. a way, in the sense that like it's not like an illness; it's just something that happened. Right. So it's like to change everything. Seems yeah. Almost extreme. This right. whole time, I'm like thinking of Tim McGrath's uh, and the like your dying song, which <laughs> for those who know will understand how funny it is. <laughs> yeah, but. I think that's, yeah, that's, like, a healthy way of looking at it. Do you think that, like, in those six months when you're still dealing with the treatment and everything, do you you think it took a toll? Or if it did, what kind of a toll did it take on your mental health? Um, I feel like that's an aspect when someone gets sick or has a moment like this that doesn't get talked about because you focus so much on the physical. But, like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. Um... I think it definitely had an effect on my mental health in the sense that I was overall less happy than yeah. I, like, I felt like it was just this chore of, like, okay, now I have to take my medicine every single day and monitor what I'm eating and go to the hospital every week and I can't have a social life yeah. as, like, any normal college kid could. I was always going home. Yeah. Um, in a way, it worked out that I went to college so close to home. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know God. what I would have done. Yeah. Um, so I guess in that sense, it was bad for my mental health. But it didn't, like, make me, like, depressed or anything. It was mm-hmm. it was just, like, a struggle to get through. But, like, I had people who were, like, helping me through it, mm-hmm. um, which I'm still grateful for. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. That's, yeah, that's a long time to be dealing with treatment, I think. Yeah, like, right? That's like, that sucks. Because, yeah, I think I remember just, like, thinking, I'm like, damn, like, that just, that's so much. Yeah, that's it was not much. fun. <laughs> but you got through it, and again, it's, like, li- you're living your best life. And I had great grades that semester, because I didn't have a social life. <laughs> <laughs> there was a positive. Killed in school. What's up? Dean's list. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a lot of credits, too. Yeah, worked out well. <laughs> Do you think that that's how you like messed around, ended up with a triple major? <laughs> when you when you started off, when you're like, I have nothing better to do but school. All things to the blood plot. <laughs> Stack on those credits. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's a lot. But that's that's all great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the end, you were still standing. Exactly. And, you know, clot free. Clot free. Clot free. <laughs> felt so funky. <laughs> here because like on our mustard couch on our mustard couch me too i think that's cool that was like i still like i don't know i still like look back on that whole thing as like a weird like hazy right it feels like a dream to me yeah that entire time it just doesn't feel real yeah like i told y'all like she was like she's one of my closest best like best friends so like i remember that phone call where like she hadn't answered my text message and like I wasn't even mad, and usually I'm mad when she doesn't text me back. Yeah. Especially because we've had talks about it. I was like, you're not going to do me like that. And, but I she think was like, some type of way. Yeah, but I think I wasn't mad because we had talked about it, and she responded to my text messages on the regular, and this was like, at least, I think it was like two or three days I had asked you something, and you hadn't responded, so I was so confused. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I think, I don't know if you texted me or told me you're in the hospital and then I called you 
and it was like yeah it was I think like towards the last days in the hospital and then yeah. and then I was just like it was so weird like I my mind just could not comprehend that sorry <laughs> I was a annoyed I was like so I'm just not gonna come to the hospital like I don't understand I didn't want like you know me like I don't want to be like yeah dramatic. you don't want to make it a thing yeah I don't like making a scene yeah and then but I think I was just like in shock like I still remember like just going down the stairs and like my siblings were down there I think my mom and my sisters were down there and then they just saw my face they're like what happened I was like something's in the hospital she like had a blood clot like she almost died and then they and then they were also like is this up to like 18 <laughs> you know and I said like I said my sister started there soon so like I spoke to them about like what going forward could happen and stuff but like it's still like it does it, it's like a weird hazy mm-hmm. it just it's like yeah that's a weird thing yeah that's so odd but yay! But then this is like this is a good way to end because yay she's alive and now Happy now ending. we're gonna go. The reason that we do attitude of gratitude uh, yeah. is because like we are very much mortals, you know. Like it could all end any second. I'm a huge advocate of living your best life like right now and aggressively pursuing your happiness. Because it's cool. Big Happy's super cool, you guys. <laughs> Highly recommended. <laughs> it's lit. Uh, <laughs> treat yourself. Do what makes you happy. And yeah, just live unapologetically happy. Yeah. Um, just try to find it. Yeah. You can't be in it all the time. Exactly. Find it. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's true. Like no one, no one can really be in it all of the time. But like, never give up on trying to find it, cause you, cause you will. Like for sure. Mm-hmm. And 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 then it's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> so attitude of gratitude. What are you grateful for today? I am grateful for being alive. <laughs> what else are you <laughs> do better? <laughs> We already talked about this. <laughs> yeah, we already covered that. We already... <laughs> uh, I'm grateful for a lot of things. I feel like I've I've come a long way in a lot of ways. Like, as we were talking about before, I was, like, very awkward before in my life in high school. And I feel like I'm past that and love being social now. I have tons of friends in New York. I'm living in New York. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have a great job. <laughs> life is good. I'm grateful for a lot of things. Yeah. You're grateful for the life that you're living right now. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you grateful for, Steph? I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about it. Um, Today I'm thankful for the rain because... Like, do you mean in general? Like, the fact that we get perspiration on this earth? I'm thankful for the rain because you know what? The perspiration. perspiration. (laughs) Listen up for it. And forgive me for not pronouncing things. Without the rain, we wouldn't have all of the beautiful, lush greenery that we have on this earth. And although I don't necessarily have a green finger, I'm trying to develop it, okay? And I will not stop until that's your pursuit of happiness. I will not stop. Green thumb and precipitation, guys. Oh, green finger. Precipitation. What is it? Green thumb. You said green finger. Oh, you know why I think it's green finger? Because there's a plant shop called Green Fingers. Oh. And then, yeah, that's what I think of that. That is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to end mine there. <laughs> that was a good answer. Grateful for the rain. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I'm trying to think of what I'm grateful for. Oh, no. So, right before you came, Sapna, we cleaned our apartment, and then I took out the recycling, which has been in our apartment for longer than I, like we usually keep it. Which, it's not that long, oh you guys, we're yeah, not dirty, but, like, but it's like, usually we're very good about it, and then I didn't realize how much it was bothering me until I put it all in a bag, and I was like, <sighs> and now we have a very clean apartment, and, and that makes my soul happy. Isn't that the best? And serene, yeah, it just, your mind just rests. Yeah. So I'm happy, and I'm grateful uh, that you made it all the way here to visit us. And with the track. Yes. 
She'll also be doing this all of the time now that she's done it this one time. Oh. This is a trap. <laughs> this is a trap. Okay. I was not aware. <laughs> this is a trap, so I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks this was for great. Sharing. Yeah, thanks for sure. I was very nervous, but it was fine once I started talking. Yay! <laughs> 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 <I> tricked you. <laughs> yeah, it's super chill. Um, okay, with that, show's over. <laughs> no. Okay, if you would like to continue to listen to us, <laughs> thank you. First of all, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please, please, please subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We need friends and humans. And um, even if you're not human, if you're like a cat, like, and you want to subscribe, like, we're no, super dude, open What if they're, like, the robots from Westworld? Dude, yeah. Ooh. Or, or so, is it Sophie? Sophie the robot? You know how she's been, like, traveling and stuff? Maybe zombies? No, she's not a zombie. Sophie. Who's Sophie? <laughs> Sophie's a robot that's, like, that's been, like, traveling around. She's, like, the first robot that, like, can hold, like, a conversation. Is it the real thing? Is she in space? Yeah. No, no. She's here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know what? Does Sophie have an Instagram? I think she does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But please subscribe to us today. on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Spotify, the Google Play Store. Everywhere where you could find podcasts, we will we'll, we'll be there. <laughs> so please subscribe to us. And also please let us know about your first time experience facing your own mortality. Yeah, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, are you new BK? Yeah. Follow T- us. <laughs> Tell us about your come to Jesus moment. Um, Tell us if you got to ride in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell maybe us. you have like a, a story that ends in a helicopter. Happily though. Like, yeah. Maybe you're on a Well, how are they telling the story? Well, a DM, a slide into these DMs. No, no, no. How are they telling us the story if it didn't end happily? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Life was wild. Life was wild. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's us. Are you new? Kelsey and stuff. <laughs> We're great at this. We're so fantastic. We are professionals. <laughs> All right. Bye.